Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. We're so fortunate to have with us today Debbie Lewis. Debbie is an Enneagram 4, and she's also a musician, artist, author, and yoga instructor. So it's not surprising that she's a 4 because all of those require creativity, which is a hallmark of the Enneagram 4. Debbie also wrote the book, Yoga Nine Ways, which is about Enneagram and yoga, which is why we have her on this podcast. She is just the perfect person to have on our podcast. She also owned a yoga studio in the Jackson, Mississippi area for almost 30 years. Uh, So she's definitely a pioneer in this world of the Enneagram and yoga. We're so excited to offer to you this interview with her. Let's dive in. Debbie, tell us a little bit about the parallels between the Enneagram and yoga. Yeah. Um, so in when balancing the centers, um, you know, certain types need to re- remember they have a body, you know, so fours, fives, and nines tend to lose touch with feeling grounded and, and in their bodies. So think about in yoga, what would you do to get grounded? You do warrior poses and ab work, you know, all the things we just look, we, we fours would just like to read about, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of actually do. Um, so, you know, a strong physical physical stuff like um you know chair pose fierce pose um maybe some breath of fire you know um are things to get grounded so likewise Mm -hmm. if to open the heart the the types um seven eight and three are the ones that um are very good at sort of setting emotional stuff over to the side and deal with later and the more stress they get the more isolated away from their heart they get so they benefit by, yay, heart opening, back bands, you know, especially the slow, juicy supported ones that you can hang out in and kumbaya with. Um, so, mm-hmm. and then um, then we've all got m- busy monkey minds, but, you know, ones have all the, 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 you know, judgment stuff going on. Twos have everybody else's needs going on. And sixes have every worst case scenario going on. So they benefit by, all the tools you can bring out to calm the mind. So, you know, mm-hmm. long, deep forward bends, inversions, so you can see another point of view, um, meditation for sure. So yeah. in, anyway, um, all of them are good for all of us, but still, you know, if you start with the one that you're needing to kind of shore up, that helps bring balance. As a four, which one helps you? Which pose? I need, helps you I need grounding. Yeah. Because I live up here and I, I make decisions from um, my heart 
you know, my brain goes into my heart and then I make decisions based on how I'm feeling. And later I'm kind of like, what was that about? What, why did I do that? Um, and, and, you know, I make decisions, making decisions, whether you're really on a high place or a low place, you know, um, I, I've learned not to make decisions real quick, you know, make sure mm -hmm. I've made a decision from both places. And um, so, yeah, getting grounded is, is fundamental. And that might mean going for a walk with some steady, you know, meditative breathing. Um, I've studied a little Kundalini yoga a little bit, um, just a little bit, but to realize that I kind of need that, I think. So <laughs> what is it about Kundalini that helps you? Well, the breath of the fire, breath of fire is grounding, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, it's much more about energy. And of course, there's lots of singing and dancing. So, you know, and I've yeah. trained in lots of different dance meditation modalities, partly because mm -hmm. I've always felt like I had two left feet and can't dance. But, you know, um, and, you know, my husband laughs at me because I, I, I'm a musician. I've got, you know, I can, I can emote, but I don't have mm -hmm. that much rhythm, yet I have four drums. So anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, um, well, I also would imagine that for a four, since the fours can be disconnected from their body, something like breath of fire, even more active poses just to help you connect your body and to, to find more activation. Because like you were saying, that key phrase for the four going to the one, just do it. Or like Glennon Dole says, we can do hard things. That would be the four going to the one as well. But to really get into the body and to do something hard, I think that can help a four as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 just um bring your awareness into the body. I have to tell you, mm -hmm. when I was losing my yoga studio, I kept falling down. And so um with injuries. <laughs> and so um, you know, the first time was stepping onto a boat wrong. So I did a super split. And then after that, my leg would just go out from underneath me. And so it's been a process of really not only getting grounded, but healing my body and, you know, taking the time to just do it and do the things that, you know, will put put me back together. Um and we're more susceptible to falls when we're grieving. I mean, there's some really compelling research that says, you know, when you're grieving and that can be death, that can be the loss of a business. Whenever we're grieving, um, we're not as balanced emotionally and physically. So, so we, we are more likely to have a fall. So that makes a lot of sense. I'm so sorry though. That sounds yeah, no, but well, it was a learning experience. Like, and like you yeah. said, my ego was totally wrapped around the identity of being the joy flow mm -hmm. yoga studio owner, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what a great name for a, I want to point out that for a four to have this name, Joy Flow Yoga Studio, that is a four in a healthy place because a four who is um, reaching for joy and gratitude and seeing the goodness of life, that would be a really healthy name for a four who I yeah. think was doing their spiritual and emotional work. So I love that. Yeah, thank you. I, I, it is, it's therapy for me. Yes. And like, you know, I can express myself, I can go goth, of course, you know, but my, I paint and my paint is colorful. My painting is colorful. It's like, I know that that is something that feeds me is gratitude practice is essential for fours. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and some of my best friends are sevens. So uh, we, you know, it's kind of like, I can't keep up with a seven, but some of, you know, but that lightness of spirit um, is, is really a good balance for me to kind of take in and go, okay, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we all need a good seven in our life to <laughs> yes. you know, bring the energy and bring, bring the joy and the adventure. I love that. Um, especially for a four, I think that would be helpful for many types, but definitely for a four, for somebody to move them towards joy and gratitude and positivity. Yeah. And I I do think that is the culmination. I teach yoga according to the eight limbs and, you know, it's, it's a big part of my teaching is that, you know, first you have your do's and don't do's just lifestyle stuff. Then you, you, you know, then everybody knows about the postures but more about the breath. Um, and then, you know, the culmination is bliss or joy flow. I love you know, that. So I think of joy flow is really representing the eighth limb. The, the, the whole goal of yoga is mm-hmm. recognizing your essence, recognizing who you are. Um, that, mm. You know, that deep peace, that deep mm, bliss. Bliss okay. is a good word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. One of the quotes that I love from your book was this one. Uh, The beautiful thing is that there are at least nine primary ways to experience divine essence and awaken to source. The reformers experience source as perfection. The helpers as love. The achievers as magnificence. The individualist as creativity the investigators as intelligence or wisdom, the loyalist as faithful communion, the enthusiast as bountiful joy, the challengers as omnipresent power, the peacemakers as peaceful harmony. Like colors of a rainbow, they make up the spectrum of the divine experience. Oh, I loved this quote. So can you tell us a little bit about how each type is a part of the wholeness of the divine. That is my favorite line in the whole book too. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I was like, that just flowed. And I was like, wow, yeah. Um, And I guess, how do I answer that? I don't know. It kind of goes beyond words. It's like um, the, you know, when you get to the highest expression of each Enneagram type, it's harder and harder because you're wearing your ego loosely. But mm-hmm. um, but but the essence of each one is 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 in those those um, attributes that we uh, you know that we think of the divine as. And um, if I may be a little controversial, <laughs> um, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I, you know. I think Jesus's message to us um, was not that we worship him, but that we become like him, you know, and, um, and live Mm -hmm. to our fullest potential. And, um, and so I think the Enneagram is just a lovely pattern of how we can become, you know, our our most divinely expressed self, Um, you know, and yeah. That fits too. I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And abundant yes. life would be to be a reflection 
of all mm -hmm. nine numbers. Yeah. Right. So for those who uh, do feel like that's the spirituality that connects to them um, to be a follower of Jesus, I could see how, you know, they could make that connection between abundant life being all nine faces of God coming together that we need exactly. all of them. And, and the, the interconnections between them, you know, that helps us grow is such mm -hmm. a beautiful, you know, pattern. And I think, I think um, God made lots of patterns. I, I like patterns. So, mm -hmm. um, so each, yeah. each attribute, um, you know, and, and to be who we really are and the more healthy we are, the harder it is to determine which Enneagram type we are because we're wearing it so loosely. Um, but to be who we truly are and embody one of those qualities, be it love or creativity or strength, you know, in its mm -hmm. fullness. Anyway, you know, because, yeah. you know, like Hindus, you know, they believe in one God too, but, but they also believe that God's so vast that it's helpful to pick one attribute, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or several attributes or whatever. So yeah. And I like how you're saying to kind of hold your number loosely, that actually the more you're growing, the more you're going to be a reflection of all nine of the numbers. And it's going to be harder to say, oh, she's definitely, even though we're not supposed to do that, to say she's definitely a two, it's going to be harder to look at somebody else and wonder and be curious about who they might be because they're starting to um, emanate and reflect all of the nine numbers and, exactly. and maybe eventually we can even not even have to be as bound to the Enneagram because we're just, you know, seeking that transformation and growth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when I teach that is, is really to make that distinction. It's like, um, if you just look at behaviors, it's harder to tell. And, and it's really easiest to tell your Enneagram type if you experience yourself or see somebody behaving badly, you know, having a freak out moment, then you can kind of identify where, what, what's going on with them. But if, you know, people that, I mean, well, Jesus for one, but, you know, maybe spiritual teachers that you have, it may be harder to tell what their Enneagram type is um, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, they embody all of them and all the highest aspects. And that's one thing that uh, Riso and Hudson did was um, kind of delineate healthy and non-healthy, what that looks like, the nine levels of health. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of their con contribution to the Enneagram. Um, and that can help you figure it out too, because it's kind of like, you know, on a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. well said. I love that. Debbie, I want to ask you about something I'm curious about. So the concept of the Enya dragons, can you break <laughs> it down to, for us and our listeners and also walk us through the Enya dragon for each number? Okay. Um, how th this happened this Halloween. Okay. Um, I, I do like to dress up. Not just not scary. Well, you're a whore. Of course you do. I bet not only do you dress up, you get best dressed every single year. <laughs> yes, I've been my favorite one is I was an elf, David Bowie style elf at one point. And 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 that's one of my favorites. But anyway, I decided to go. I've got long white hair. So why not be Daenerys, the mother of dragons, right? From King from Game of Thrones. 
face. So I put on my Greek dress and, you know, you know, kind of looked like her and uh, braided my hair. And I happened to have a pattern of a dragon, little stuffed animal. So I, I sewed my dragon and, you know, I'm a seamstress. So, so I go and everybody's like, oh, I love that. Are you going to sell them? You know, because I do vend, uh, I, I sell stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, that took me too long. You, you can't afford it. <laughs> but then somebody, <laughs> one of my friends said, what if you made them characters and made them therapy dragons? And I was like, so I didn't come up with the idea. Somebody else did, but and, and I'm going to give her a dragon one of these days here for in thanks. But anyway, so I started thinking, oh, you know, I could combine them with my therapy. You could have a dragon that's like represents your journey. We can name it. We can have a story around it. And so I ended up sewing nine dragons each. I picked fabric that sort of represented them. And I wish I could show you visually, but I can tell you. Yes. Uh, I'll show you all while I tell. So this is this is Enneagram one. And I found this fabric that's kind of marbly, kind of you know, like marble, hard, you know, and true blue and pure white and sort of representing the, the, the yearning of a one, uh, this little one dragon to be good and pure and, you know, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so using a little perfect dragon and then two, where's my two, two has hearts all over him. So there's two. He's blue and purple and pink, and he's got hearts. And two is the lover, the giver, the sweet one. Always looking for every what what does everybody need? Can I give you what you need? Then you'll love me back and we're good. <laughs> so mm -hmm. threes gets gold. We get some gold wings. So we're beautiful teal colored and all shiny and gold and looking real prosperous and successful and all that. Yeah, Pat's yeah, always <laughs> talking about, you know, the number three are going for the gold. They're going to be the good Olympians. So that fits right in with what yeah. she always does. <laughs> oh, and I, I do have a funny three story. I have a, a best friend who became, became my best friend because she was curious about fours. And so I was sort of an experiment to her, you know, like I want to understand four energy. And, and so it was really wonderful. And then I, one of my sisters is a three. So Knowing some really healthy threes has really been wonderful in my life. Then my son is a three. We mm. didn't we, we didn't catch it. We thought he was a two. And then as, as he grew up and became successful, he began to realize his threeness. So mm. um, anyway, which is lovely because in our culture, there's so many examples of unhealthy threes. So yay, healthy threes. Yeah, for healthy threes. Yeah, I'm, I'm married to a three. And so <laughs> yeah, threes definitely have lots of strengths. Yes. And then there's four. We've got to have tie-dye and purple. <laughs> going to yeah. be unique, right? <laughs> yeah, going to be unique. So, so tie-dye and purple for our listeners. It's a very unique looking dragon for the four. <laughs> and, you know, unique and sparkly and, uh, you know, different. We get them different. Even flaws different. Um, let's see, five. Here's five. I, I even gave him some glasses. So he can very look very intellectual. <laughs> I can see, but if you can imagine, he's he's brown, very conservative kind of looking because he's not really into flashy, but he is into studying. There you go. <laughs> he's got his glasses. I love it. I love it. We're gonna have to take a picture 
of all of these, or if you can take a picture, I would love for our I listeners. I can send you. Yes, yeah, I, I would love that. Some. Yes, and and on my website, they're they're on there. I think. Oh, so. okay, great. Yeah, we yeah. can use them. So um, let's see. And and one, I have two sons, and my other son is a five. And he's, oh. he's hiking out west. He works on computers. So after he's, he's done working, he can be anywhere he wants. And he's hiking with his little dog out west. Anyway. Isn't that interesting that, that your children ended up being your wings? One yeah. Your, yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Um, this is six. And he he's, this one blends in. You know, he's got, you know, he can hide in the forest and whatever just make sure he he avoids any problems and you know is safe because he can hide <laughs> right he's gonna stay secure yeah yep and so I kind of you know picked fabrics to represent here's seven bright yellow and sparkly that was so fun and he's bright yellow with stars all over him that's so seven I love that probably flying somewhere all the time yep <laughs> yep um so I had a seven friend drive all the way from California out to come visit me and um we got COVID together because the first thing we did was go to a party and now she's in Bali <laughs> she went to Mexico then after that and then she went to Bali that's my seven friend in honor of her I was thinking <laughs> about her when I made it all right. So this one, I had fun with this one. Look at the Ooh. fangs, baby. This one has fangs. I made his mouth open and gave him some fangs. Red with kind of coal looking sparkly wings. This is eight. Power so color. Red. Yeah. This one can Definitely. breathe fire. <laughs> yeah. You got a soft pink heart. That's pink. I don't know if you can see it, but the, I love that. Just his heart. So he's got a big heart. We but. always talk about the the eight being the bear with a teddy bear inside, mm -hmm. and that's represented with your dragon. You've got this yeah. red dragon with fangs, and then there's this this pink right down the center that represents that that softer dragon, that kind dragon that's right. working inside. Yes. I love that. And it has been a journey of, for me to learn how to hold my own amongst my eight friends and relations. So there, there was an eight that was very instrumental in me losing the studio. Um, and, it, you know, so since since then, other eights, healthy eights have come into my life for, for you know, healing. So thank you, eight people. Um, yeah. <laughs> and here's nine. And putting the head on, it's been really challenging to learn how to do it. And he's headed tilts. But then I thought, well, that's perfect. Here, I'm listening to you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the nine's listening and maybe they're not. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely, so, they're definitely there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So the nine looks like the two in a way, but so it's all pastels and sweetness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very calming. Anyway. What did you say, Kat? Very calming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he's floating in the clouds, like, you know. Yeah, he has that peaceful, easy sort of quality and color. And yeah, like this I love one doesn't that. ever breathe fire. Might have forgotten how. 
Yeah, that one needs <laughs> to learn how to breathe fire. Oh, That's I love right. that. Thank you for sharing your dragons with us. Oh, thank you. That's just my latest. And I, you know, I haven't really sold, I sold one to somebody who wanted it for their grandkid, but I haven't really used it in my yoga therapy lately. So, I mean, yet uh, yeah, it's, it's brand new. I love that. I think you're going <laughs> to use it. I think it's going to be in super use creative, in very unique, very eclectic. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. So you're a certified uh, therapist, like a yoga therapist. I think Phoenix Yoga Rising Therapy. Can you tell us a little bit more about the process to become a certified yoga therapist? And, yeah. um, and just tell us about the coaching sessions that you offer. Certainly. Um, Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, um, it came out of Kripalu Yoga, where it's all focusing on the connection between the, the emotional body. You know, like there was a book written recently, The Body Keeps the Score, mm -hmm. about how, you know, we hold all of our trauma and tensions and you know so it's trauma-based work basically mm -hmm. um and in the process what what um what I do as the therapist is I hold you it's kind of like Thai body work but it's much more of an internal meditation it's I hold you in the pose while you process any emotions or memories uh that come up and I just hold the space uh, which I think fours are very good at doing if they can get over themselves, you know, holding the space for that process to happen. And all I do is just mirror back whatever you say. And um, mm -hmm. I got trained in it back when my kids were young. So, um, you know, I had to, I had to do it in spurts, um, but excellent training. And I kept, you know, every time I would open up a yoga journal, it would come to that page, do what you love, heal people, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow. So, you know, so this is a form of yoga therapy that's not so much anatomy based. It's, it's, it's all about the emotions. So, of course, that's, that's, you know, the water I swim in. So, um, and, you know, generally I cry with my clients. So, um, you know, <laughs> at first that bothered me, but I'm coming to see it's a gift of the spirit. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cry together and release and so that's the process of just releasing that um some of the best experiences i've had is when people are really needing to work through a trauma um say can you imagine me get, doing leg stretches on somebody who's had been um sexually abused so mm -hmm. you know and so the rule is basically if you tell me to stop i'll stop and mm -hmm. um and, you know, if you need to hit something here, I'll give you something to hit. Don't hit me. Okay. <laughs> and, and we, you know, we yell and bang it out. And, and I'm happy to say the people that I've worked with have really come through some base, main heat, basic healing, really profound healing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's a process I, I love and I want to do more of. It's, uh, you know, as you can imagine, in Mississippi, uh, there's nobody around that's doing this. So it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a great book, The Body Keeps the Score. Uh, Bessel von Kolk, I think, is the mm -hmm. author of that. And it, you know, and yoga really does help us to move trauma out of the body. Um, you know, it's great to go to therapy and to talk your trauma out of the body, but you also can physically move it out of the body. 
And so I love that you can offer that to your clients and, and help yeah. them with finding some healthy ways to release it from their body. So that sounds yeah. really important. And how can people book a session with you? Um, best way is to, to text me. Um, I've, I've got a website, joyflowyoga.com. And mm -hmm. um, so either email or text works best for me. Um, I don't answer my phone. <laughs> um, but yeah um and and, and the fancy uh calend calendly thing i don't do that just uh just to, um mm -hmm. you know my phone deb at joyflowyoga.com is my email uh, my phone number is 601-613-4317 um if you text me and just you know ask i'm on facebook um i've got to work on my joy flow yoga page I'm, I'm struggling with facebook they won't let me change it to joy flow institute and i'm kind of trying to work on that so i don't know does mm -hmm. that give you yeah yeah that's yeah. great and, and of course if you're not local we can we can zoom a lot the only thing i can't do via zoom is touch you so yeah but we can yeah. do everything else yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. I know a lot of people who do yoga therapy online and it's been really helpful to them. So I think yeah. that that's great. And I, I see several of my supportive people virtually. So that can, that can be a yeah. great way to do it. Over the last two years, I've done a lot on zoom, you know, mm -hmm. work with people, done teacher training on zoom. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Enneagram plus yoga if you would like to stay tuned for our meditation, it will be right after this word from our sponsor. For our meditation today, I would like to offer an affirmation for each of the nine types. And let's start with the breath. Breathing in. Breathing out. Starting with the type five, the observer. I am confident. I am worthy of connection. And then let's breathe in. And a cleansing breath out. For the type six, the loyalist. I release the need to control the future. Breathing in and out for the type seven the enthusiast this moment is enough finding our inhale and exhale for the type eight the leader i am learning to let my walls down and trust more. Breathing in and out. For the type nine, the peacemaker. I am important. I matter. My dreams matter. Breathing in and out. For the type one, the reformer, I embrace mystery and not knowing. Inhale. Exhale. For the type two, the helper, I am worthy 
of compassion and self-care. Inhale. Exhale. For the type three, the achiever, I have the courage to be myself. Finding an inhale and a breath out. For the type four, the romantic, I am unique and worthy of love and belonging. Finding a breath in and out. Bringing hands to your heart space. Namaste, friends.